Alrighty, guys. This is uh, Jovan back at it again with another episode of Weight Room Overtime. And today, as you can see, we do have a special guest, a friend of mine, an old teammate of mine. Maybe not that old, but um, <laughs> we have Chris, John, Andrea here. Chris, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too bad. It's a little late down in Arizona. How's uh? Yeah. Are you in Phoenix or where are you at today? I'm I'm in Phoenix. So like, are you in the suburbs or are you in like Phoenix? I'm more like Glendale area, so not yeah, quite downtown or anything. Because like Phoenix is like oh, surrounded yeah. by a bunch of suburbs, you know. So like people want to say Phoenix, and then people always like, especially when people are not from Arizona, they're like, "How close are you to Phoenix?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm like two hours away. <laughs> I'm like two hours south." Yeah, you know? it's so. it's divided up pretty well because you got like Flagstaff, like two hours north. And then you got yeah. Phoenix, like centrally located, and then you're down Tucson, like two hours south. Yeah. So I'm way down here. But um, welcome, dude. I'm excited to have you. I know we had a couple things planned for today as well. But um, Chris, um, I met Chris for those who don't know, and I'm sure we'll have teammates watch this. But obviously, we played in at Eastern Oregon with Stan Jordan from the last episodes at Eastern Oregon 2015, right? Yeah. I believe it was. First season. And then. Um, and basically, we went kind of went our own path after that. Chris, um, I know, tell us a little bit about where you're at today and, and kind of what you're doing after you left college, because I know your transition is a little bit different than anybody else's as well. Yeah, so like like Jovan said, we played uh, together on that first team in 2015. Uh, I played that season and kind of was like, you know, I just kind of want to focus on getting my degree. And so I stopped playing. And also want to transition more into the coaching side of things. And mm -hmm. so I've moved on, got my bachelor's from Eastern, then got my master's from Eastern. And now I'm down in Arizona. I teach at a middle school and then I coach uh, at a pretty prestigious club at SC Del Sol um, mm -hmm. for like high school age boys, like 0304s. 04s. And then right. I coach a lot of those same boys uh, on the high school I work at, at Millennium High School. So. I'm head varsity coach. I run the program there, and then I co-coach at SC Del Sol. And it's a lot of the same boys. So basically, the 03 and 04 team, I have, yeah. I want to say, like 10, 11 kids on my varsity high school team that I also coach club. So I get to coach them all year round. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were working at a middle school either. I thought you yeah. were just at the high school. Um, but what, um, I'm just curious, dude, cause I didn't know what ended up happening kind of after we left college. Cause I, I also left, but, um, what made you kind of decide to go to Arizona compared to, cause obviously you're from LeGrand, right? Where are you from? Yeah. I'm from LeGrand. Yeah. Yeah. And like the middle of nowhere. And then you end up in yeah. like Phoenix area. So kind of, kind of talk to us a little bit about that. So actually that was more of a, of a personal, uh, decision because of, uh, my situation with my, well now wife, but at the yeah. time. Uh, she was my girlfriend, and uh, we actually got engaged after the last spring game of, uh, uh, I remember of that 2015-2016 yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and she's wanted to be an optometrist, like, all her life. And so she uh, got into Warner, or she got into Pacific in uh, Forest Grove, Oregon. And yeah. she got into this school in Midwestern uh, down here in Phoenix. And so we kind of had to make the decision and we figured, you know, we're newly married. Let's, let's branch out. All we've ever known is Oregon. And so, <laughs> yeah, LeGrand, I mean, we have family in Portland and stuff like that, yeah. but yeah, like it was just like, let's mix it up a little bit. So we decided to go with Phoenix and yeah. 
I'm down here. This is my uh, second year down here. So, yeah, I think we came the same year. I uh, yeah, we weren't too far behind actually. Yeah, I came in. 20, I remember uh, 2018. Yeah, I got down here, and you're like, "Oh, hit me up if you're ever down in Tucson." So, which you never come down, but <laughs> I've I, I've never had the chance to get down there yet. I've wanted to. I've gotten up to Flagstaff. But I haven't gotten down. To yeah, Tucson. Tucson. Tucson's different compared to Phoenix because I feel Phoenix is more of a. I guess more uh, modern compared to Tucson. Tucson's a little bit older. That's kind of what where I what I hear and what I understand yeah. about it is it's just kind of I mean, different. There's some, vibe. there's some cool things, but it's super hot, dude. Just like Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, it's stupid. Um, hot, but. but yeah, man. So, so love stories, but kind of brought you down here. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, what did you get your master's in? Because I don't know you got your master's either. Yeah. So I got I got my bachelor's at Eastern uh, mm-hmm. in physical activity and health concentration in PE sport and then I turned around and did the masters of arts and teaching program at Eastern the MAT program uh like a couple of our other teammates have done the same route Ozzy did that right Ozzy did it and Sid Ozzy and Sid both did that um actually yeah they were in the class before me so they got their masters the year before I did yeah, because so, I remember Ozzy was telling me he got his master's too, but now he's doing PE teaching as well. Yeah, which is kind so of cool. it's it's just it was kind of one of those things where it's like you can go get your teaching certificate and stuff with your bachelor's, but to have that master's degree and it yeah. just kind of ups ups a little pay to start, and also yeah. kind of gives you a little bit better edge against people. And it was only a ten month program, and you get your master's degree. So I was like, why yeah. not? Yeah, I'm on the same thing. I'm almost done. I finished in June out of my master's too, but strength and conditioning exercise science. So nice. I guess in the similar boat. But I've been kind of looking into doing another one uh, in more of a more like coaching type area. I know yeah. Concordia University Irvine does like a sports coaching one, and then also does like a administrate like a athletic yeah. administrator type one. So, but I'm you're looking, looking to, to do more of one. the the professional setting type of master's yeah. degree, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. doing more of the, the strength and conditioning, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff too. In order to work at big clubs or like big universities, you need a master's. So yeah. that, that's kind of my goal, but um, cool, man. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how you got into coaching. Cause I don't think you, were you into coaching when you were in the grant or did that come later after you did the PE uh, stuff and got your degree? So how did that, how did it end up? Cause obviously you were new to the area. You didn't really know the schools or, you know, yeah. teams down here really. How did that come about? So, I mean, when I, when I was playing, it was just all about playing. I, uh, and I would take any advantage to be around the game as much as possible. So like during the summertime, there was like the, you know, Union County co-ed rec league. And I, I would coach those teams, you know, like middle school kids and stuff just to be around the game still. Mm -hmm. Um, I never really thought of much about coaching until I actually decided to stop playing. I was like, I just need a break. And so I stopped playing and then I was like, well, now I kind of want to be around the game, but not like playing all the time. I just kind of want to be yeah. at it on my own terms. And so I was like, I think I should get into coaching. And, uh, uh, I remember taking just like some bullshit, like coaching, like soccer class that Stan was teaching. And, uh, I took it and we had to write like our coaching philosophy or something like that. And I wrote, and he's all, this is actually really good. You, you should, you should maybe think about actually coaching. I was like, Oh, I, okay. Yeah. And so, um, 
that led me to just kind of like helping out with the high school because I, I went to LaGrand High School, so I'd help out here and there. And then when I did my master's, uh, part of my, my student teaching was all based in Pendleton. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm here. Hey, Jordan, can I be your assistant? And so I assisted him and the men's team. Um, so for one year, I was their assistant, and that kind of like was nice experience at the college level to get that. And then mm-hmm. once I realized I was moving down here, I just started applying for jobs like crazy, teaching jobs, coaching jobs. Yeah. Um, and eventually I got the coaching job first, the high school coaching job first. I interviewed for that and uh, he they offered me it and they're like, yeah, we want you to take over the whole program. Like we're kind of hitting refresh. We haven't had very good luck the last few years. We want to hit yeah. refresh and you're a young coach. Like let's bring in, try it out. And then last season, about halfway through the season, some parents and some, uh, some of my players approached me like, Hey, do you want to coach club too? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, why not? And so I kind of got pulled into that. And so literally it's kind of been a crazy year with COVID and everything, but I've been coaching like, club and high school since the end of July. So I've not had a break. I've been coaching yeah. since July till now. Tomorrow night's our last high school game. And then I'm going to take mm-hmm. a month off and then go back to club. So Wow. They're busy, busy. So doing high school and comparing it to like, let's say Oregon soccer, because you coached out there too, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Is there like major differences you see between football down here and football up there? Or is it kind of the same? Because obviously when we played and grew up, it's different too. Because I was talking to Jordan oh, about yeah. this. It's like, do you notice any difference in, in like the way that you know maybe some of these players are developed or maybe their style of play is a little bit different because down in tucson i see completely different soccer than i see in seattle or i see in washington oregon because i think the way they develop players in in washington washington and oregon i think for more of the sounders area they do a lot of system play and a lot of early young like development compared to like down here or at least kind of where i played it's more developed later on in life i don't know if, i don't know if you've kind of noticed that but yeah, um, I, I kind of have a little bit. I also think it might just be like a generational thing, not necessarily because yeah. I notice, I notice uh, just like certain things, like some kids, you know, I have it and I just don't have to yeah. like, I'll, I'll give them a couple of things and they got it. And then, then other times, like I, I'll repeat the same thing over and over again. And they're like, yeah, okay. That understands. I get that. And they get out there and they get out there and they do the same damn thing. And I'm like, I'm like, do you get it though? And so I do notice a different style though, for sure. And especially like where I played though, growing up in LeGrand, like soccer was not big until really the men's team at Eastern got there. And then that's when it started to really gain more popularity. The The girls, the club kicked off and then the girls high school team started making runs at state championships the boys team started making deeper runs in the playoffs and then the women's program at eastern has really taken off and the men's team you know so yeah uh soccer in eastern oregon wasn't really a big deal i mean i mean i graduated in 2011 and i remember i had to like pitch myself to college coaches like i was hitting up all the junior colleges anywhere in oregon like hey, can I come out for a tryout kind of thing? And they're like, do you have film? Well, no, no one films our high school games. Oh, what club do you play for? <laughs> oh, the yeah. closest club is like two and a half hours away in a different state. Oh, yeah. well, fill out this questionnaire. And so like I had to do a lot of like just Buying showing up. play somewhere, yeah. Yeah, so I, I did a tryout at, at Walla Walla. 
in a tryout for CBC. Um, and those, those were just kind of like the coach was just like, didn't introduce me, didn't say anything. He was just like, what position you play? I was like, uh, I play winger. I play center mid. I play striker. I can play tagging. Like, what do you want me to play? He's all, we'll just get in there. And so, you know, you get thrown in that situation. These guys don't know who you are. And especially dudes, they might get like kind of egoish and be like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I don't know this dude. And I, and so I was just basically out there running around, touched the ball maybe twice. And, uh, Finally got a chance at SWAC uh, down in Southwestern Oregon. Took that, but I forgot you I, played there. Yeah, I, I played there I for a season. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So I would say moving through like Oregon and stuff like that, through when I was playing like high school and growing up, it was very much kind of similar to what you're just saying, like systematic. And uh, I was very much like all my coaches that I ever had were like you got to be able to do the simple stuff like perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And so here, man, I have, I have kids that like play club, play really high standard club, but like, I don't think they ever work on just technical ability until I start like a lot of times, like they'll work on passing and stuff like that, but they don't like touch and stuff is, mm-hmm. is kind of like, Oh, if you want a better touch, you got to do that by yourself. So, yeah, I, I, and that's what I wanted to get to because I've noticed that down here too. Um, and some of the younger athletes, not necessarily the older ones, because like again, I think it's a generation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me growing up, for example, I, I started soccer playing like futsal indoor, so I learned quickly like first touch, passing, you know, speed of play, that turnovers and stuff like that, compared to somebody who might have played like little kickers or played like, um, you know, the U5, U6 at a club where. You know, they're just playing for fun, not necessarily teaching the fundamentals that that early on, which carries on in those bad like habits carry on. Like, as you notice, you tell this guy to, oh, you yeah. know, work on his first touch trapping or whatever it may be. And then he does it for maybe one or, you know, twice in a game. And then he goes back to his ways where he's losing the ball, you know. Um, so I've noticed because I played out here and I noticed some of these youngsters where their their IQ is not as far as I, I feel like it should be in a sense. But I mean, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know. I haven't spent that much time out here in the clubs or anything like that. It's just kind of what I observe playing. I think mm-hmm. I, I I know it's the same thing. And I mean, I play I play adult league right now, and so I play with a bunch of guys that are about our age and stuff. And it's kind of very similar. I we I got in an argument with one of my teammates the last game we played because he was trying yeah. to tell me I didn't get the ball because I was off sides, and I was trying to tell him like. I didn't want the ball. I was just making the run to open up space and he yeah. just didn't get what I was saying. I was like, I was like, dude, you can make runs without getting the ball. <laughs> I was like, that's IQ the, stuff. So, I think, was he Hispanic? No, he was, uh, he was from like South Africa or something. I, I would, I, I would say the same thing because when I play down here, I play with a lot of Hispanics. Obviously there's the majority of the people down here. Yeah. But, um, they a lot of them like never really played at a competitive level like at a competitive level like college or at a big mm-hmm. club or coached by somebody that's you know familiar with actual you know u.s licensed coaching um and you can tell because they don't really understand those runs and, and like they understand the game at that level i guess you say they understand it at a fun like maybe a competitive level but it's just like who's good on the ball who's good at you know counters who's good at shooting who's good at you know making fouls yeah. when they need to but when they do like like you said open up a run for that forward to maybe slot in they don't really understand that so it's like i get i get mad sometimes because when i go out there 
I make these runs and these guys don't don't know what to do, like the reason why I'm doing that, you know? Yeah. But I do see it when I play on another team where I do have some kids that played college or like at a bigger club. They understand that. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, I saw what you did there. And then they would, they would recognize it. But as long as just in general. But I guess it's, I mean, it's, it's understandable because you're just playing a rec league, you know, or playing. Yeah, a, I, and that's like I try, I try not to get uh, I'm just out there to get exercise. So, so like yeah. it's like a division three, like. It's not that competitive kind of thing. It's just like I'm just out there to get some exercise, run and play. But at the same time, like I can't help myself sometimes, and like I get into it, and uh, we, I I'll notice like when I watch like the Division Two or Division One, those you have to be like a like college or have played for a long time, and it's funny like most of those guys are are white dudes, and it's kind of like. Grand Canyon Which is University. sad because there's so many like, like a lot of the guys I'll play with that are Hispanic or of different descent are like really skilled and stuff. But it's that it's Their that IQ, little yeah. it's that difference between IQ yeah. and it's just like I don't I don't understand the gap and what happens. And I think it's just that coaching like coming up. I, I think it know? is because they like for example when you come from a low income family or or a mm-hmm. place where your parents don't have the capabilities of paying for you to play at a club or get coached by somebody with, you know, the familiarity of, you know, with soccer. Um, you, they tend to grow up in that, I guess, arena where they play against amongst each other, where all they know is kind of what they developed on their own or playing against good teams or good players, but don't really get developed. And then I think that's why there's a lot of uh, reasons why a lot of these kids are good at Mexican League or good at certain mm-hmm. leagues. But then you put them in a college space. For example, if they go try out for Grand Canyon University or University of Arizona, they're not going to make it because they're way off of the development when it comes to, I guess, real soccer in a sense, right? Um, or competitive soccer. So I think that's, I think from my perspective, I think that's what's happening where there needs to be like some help for those athletes to be able to, and whether that's like during high school, they need to re- recruit better coaches or teach their coaches some of these, you know, fundamentals or the reasoning behind some of the development, you know? That's that's the tough part about about club is it costs so much money. Like, I didn't realize. And, like, I had I grown up, you know, I my family was low income and stuff. And yeah. so even if there was club, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. So I was, I was very fortunate that the coaches I had, like, knew what they were doing and knew what they were talking about and helped me a lot. And then, you know, like, like Jesse, Jesse had coached me before EOU, um, and he'd worked at the with, high school. Yeah, like he'd he'd come in and like volunteer and stuff like that because the coach I had with him, they were good friends and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. like Jesse knew me well before EOU and all that. And then I had other coaches. I mean, the, I I hate to mm-hmm. I hate to bash, but the only coach I ever was like I don't like you and I don't like anything you do it was my coach at SWAC <laughs> like I oh, did man. not I was like this is not we did the same practice every damn day and we did the same stuff and I was like this is terrible yeah, and SWAC was one of those schools where it was like uh was it like a like a technical school like a like a computer uh, school like it, they, had, they had like a culinary program and stuff like that but oh I'm it getting was... it mixed up with uh, a school in the NWAC in the CCC right we oh, it's like, like OIT. You're thinking like, yeah, OIT. Yeah, that's yeah, more yeah. like Klamath Falls, but yeah. Yeah, SWAC, like when I was at SWAC, we weren't good. We had really skilled players, but we just, 
we just couldn't gel. But yeah, so when you're when you're coaching these these fellows that you have now, because obviously they're on two teams, um, what would you say is stronger, the high school or the or the club? I would say I'd say I have a good bunch of the kids from the club on my high school, yeah. but I'd say as a whole the club. Only because I there's kids on that on the club teams that are playing at like six A schools, like really good six A schools. And so they're playing with playing with and against really top talent all the time and and getting more of that. And then we're at the five yeah. A level and we might not play some of those kids or we might play different ones, but Do I'd say play overall Tucson schools at all? Uh no. Not this year we didn't. Oh, uh, I thought but I, yeah, because I don't know. I'm not really into the high school setting here, but I figured since it's only two hours away, it might be in the same conference. Yeah, there's there's a but, couple. There's some five A schools down in Tucson. Yeah, but we didn't figured. we didn't play them this year. Okay, and so as far as like competitive wise of the league, would you say the high school or the club? Obviously, I think the probably the club would be harder, right? Or club. So the O four team I co coached with, um, the club was actually in uh, the like top league this year, uh-huh. one of the top leagues this like year. So yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Um, and then the O three team I coach was like right below that. They're like in state one. Um, so they're both really competitive teams. The, the O four team I coach was playing in state one the last couple of years and they're just murdering teams. Yeah, and so this year was a bit of a learning process for him because we played some really tough teams. We played one tournament, um, and there's a, a Northern Cal school that came, and man, the first five minutes I was like, okay, we got these guys, and then all of a sudden they just flipped a switch, and it was like, holy shit, man, these kids can ball, and it was just it's, like, yeah, totally it's crazy. Different. Like I, I've never like I, I think I want to coach at some point. I just don't know when I'm going to make the transition. Or just train athletes because I, I was kind of more towards that to get a whole range of different athletes. But um, what is your perspective now as a coach compared to when you were a player? And thinking back, like I played in high school at one point, you know how much you looked up to the coach, or how did how did you kind of if you did right switch your mindset into like I want to be that coach? If 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 this is kind of going through your mind, I'm not sure, but um, like how do I become a mentor for these guys? That somebody maybe I didn't have growing up or how did, how did you, or are you kind of just doing your own thing where you're hoping that these guys are going to listen to you or kind of create that relationship with you that will last forever. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's about creating a trust and just getting them to buy in. Yeah. Like just in you as a person and you got to be genuine. You get, you just got to be who you are. Like I see a lot yeah at the high school setting like coaching high school or just coaching coaching in general yeah i mean especially with dudes like with guys you gotta be straight up who you are or else they're gonna be like nah man i i ain't with this guy and i'm not playing with this guy or for this guy i know Mm -hmm. i know for me coming up uh i loved all the coaches i had i i loved i they taught me so much yeah, except for the soccer one. I mean, he was a good dude. He just, I didn't like his soccer ideas. Uh, but I learned so much. And I mean, I went from, I only played rec soccer. I didn't play club. I didn't do anything like yeah. that. I played football, like American football. And when I got into high school, I 
I was barely like five, two. And I was like, I should probably take a little time off, let my body grow. And so I just went to (laughs) soccer and I never looked back. I just kept playing because of my coaches. Yeah. And so I've, I've really enjoyed that. Like learning from every, like every coach, like I do drills from my JV coach back in high school. Cause I was like, this was really helpful for me. And so I try to, I try to implement stuff that I've learned from coaches, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, put my own twist on it. Yeah. And, you know, last year when I came into this high school program, they were like well under 500. I think they'd won like four games the season before yep. me. Then they lost a lot of kids. And then last year, uh, I knew it was going to be a rebuilding year because I had mm-hmm. like four seniors and two juniors and that was it. And like the people like tried out and stuff and based off everything I heard from the culture, like the team was fighting each other because we're getting suspended because they're literally fighting each other at practice. And so I was like, well, I got to come in and create a new culture. And I was like, it might cost us, but I got to do it. And so I had 11 sophomores on varsity last year, oh, wow. which, yeah. And so we're playing teams that had like seniors, that many yeah. seniors and stuff. And it was a rough year. We went one in 13 or whatever. And then this year I brought all those kids back, same culture. They're all bought in and we swept our region. First time we've won region in almost 10 years. Um, you know, we're like at 500 right now. We play our last game tomorrow night to keep us at 500 beer buffs. So I think, I don't think I do any of that if I try to be someone I'm not or don't, bring in a culture. I think it kind of continues down the same path. Yeah, that's interesting. So I think one thing I wanted to ask you too was um, that rebuilding structure like years because every high school has to go through, right? Where they have a group uh, like nice, you know, year where they have a lot of nice guys come in where they're really good. And then you develop those kids for four years and then they take off and then you basically have to rebuild that program from the upcoming kids or people got injured or whatever it may be, but then you have to rebuild that program um do you do you plan on like coaching high school for for a while or do you plan on you know moving up to either bigger clubs or or high school or college i mean not high school but like college and community college or anything like that i mean i would love ideally ideally i to coach college like i think i'd i'd like to i think in a perfect world i'm coaching college and i'm uh teaching at a college like I just that's my vibe I love that vibe but at the same time I understand you know you got to go through the process and you know I haven't I'm not like like Jordan dove right in got all his like got licenses and all that stuff and I'm just kind of like I've gotten a couple licenses yeah I'm just kind of like I'm just going off my experience and I mean I learn I I'll watch videos I'll do stuff like that not necessarily take licenses and stuff and or I'll call up coaches I know, like I'll call, I'll talk to Stan, I'll talk to Jordan, try to get experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'll probably continue coaching high school for a little mm-hmm. bit in club and just kind of when the right opportunity opens up, hopefully take my shot at uh, college, whether it's community college or a little bit higher level. But I think, I think that's like, that's probably like goals right there, just college. Yeah. Being a nice college coach. And I, I like to settle down, build roots. So, like, I know when it comes time to leave leave this program, leave these kids and stuff, it's 
it's gonna be tough even though leave i'll probably Arizona. see most yeah leave, leave the nice weather when i'm not everyone always asks how's arizona treating you i'm like well if i'm not working or coaching i'm playing golf so yeah. <laughs> it's like all year round i, mean, I need to go golfing soon i'm actually moving dude i move in less than a month i live i live oh, yeah? on the first i'm going to montana Oh wow! Yeah, dude, I'm going actually where um the University of Great Falls is, which they changed their name to Providence. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah know. Providence, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to work there, and I know they have a men's program, and then I'm trying to get on the fifth conditioning staff staff there. So. Oh, nice man! That'll work. Uh, hopefully, I played in the CCC, from... so I, under I understand the. <laughs> that yeah, you're gonna go from that uh intense hot to that crazy Montana cold, man. Intense cold, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I'm kind of used to it because I'm from Washington. But um, it's different cold than Montana because of elevation. But yeah, dude, that's that's kind of where I'm going in in a month. So I'm starting to pack up here soon too, which is always uh always a rough oh, I time, hate, I guess. <laughs> I hate when my wife and I both have said when she's done, we decide to move. We're not. We're gonna bring back just the essentials. We're selling everything else. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. We're getting rid of all yeah. the stuff that I don't want to take anymore. <laughs> I don't want to take it. But I do have another question for you. So. Um, you were a student athlete at once in college. Um, obviously you got your master's degrees and obviously you put education up, up first and you even left soccer, right? To continue your education or finish it. How are you preparing your athletes today? Because the one thing I've noticed, not all the, not all the kids you have are going to make it to a college, you know, college program or even college in general. Um, are you, how are you kind of molding them or shaping them or getting prepared for, for do you have seniors today? Yeah, I I have uh, five seniors this year. So, like, are you helping prepare them for like going on trials? Yeah, or like that. So, or? so, I mean, like, I'm a, I'm helping them as much as possible. This is only my second year with them. So, yeah. like, the next year when I have like the kids I've had since they were sophomores and stuff, it'll probably be a little bit more in depth with it. And, uh, but yeah, these seniors, I mean. I got a few that want to play and are definitely capable of playing at the next level. I got one or two that are capable of playing at the next level, but are just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to. Um, yeah. But I, with all my athletes, not just seniors, you know, especially on club, I'll have kids ask, like, where'd you play? And I'll be like, oh, I was at NAI school. And I'll explain to them and stuff like that. And they'll ask questions. And I get a lot of kids, you know, that, for some reason they got d1 yeah. all up in their eyes and i'm like i don't know why i was like college sports but it's, is college i guess it's sports, everybody's man. goal you know they always want to shoot high yeah, i mean yeah they realize I, I it remember, real quick they realize it real quick I, on the senior year like uh maybe i'm not that good <laughs> i remember being in middle school and my goals were i was going to go to stanford and play college football that was my that was like my dream <laughs> i was like i'm gonna go to stanford and play college football in like sixth seventh grade and then, then like I said, I was like five two my freshman year. I was like probably not Stanford, <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, D one is always the dream. But at the same time, I I tell them like don't get caught up in that, man. You can find a really good school that's yeah. just as competitive and cheaper and get a degree. Yeah, I was and, talking to Jordan about this in the last episode and like his thoughts around that because there's a lot of those like I've talked to a lot of people, especially in high school, where they're like seniors and. I wouldn't say they're cocky, but they're, they have a big ego and they're like, oh, I'm getting scouted by this school and I'm going to go try out at, you know, some of these big schools. And then I actually experienced it firsthand. I remember I was a senior. I actually went to Seattle Pacific University. It was a private school in, in Seattle, like Division Two, I think, or Division Three. I forgot. And I did really well at the tryouts, dude. Like I scored like two goals in, in the friendlies and all this other stuff. And 
dude, they didn't even, they just, they didn't even take anybody, I don't think, out of the trials. And there was like 60 of us. And, and there was like solid players, like transferred to community college, even like players already in the league, and they still didn't take anybody. And I'm like, this is where I'm going to stop coming to these schools and wasting my money because I think I paid like a hundred bucks to go try out. Um, and I always like to share that story with, with a lot of these, these youngsters, because as Jordan said, if you feel comfortable, you know, riding the bench for a couple of years, cause you're not going to play unless you're like a badass, you know, and then spending that amount of money at these big schools, like just to sit on the bench. I mean, it, it could have a great experience and learn a lot developing soccer. Yeah. But do you want to play for four years? Or do you want to sit for two years? You know what I mean? So like, it just kind of depends, right? Depends on if you're good, at, if you're good at it. I mean, by all means, right? It just comes down to that one thing. You know what I mean? So what, what are your thoughts on it? I'm, I'm like, I don't, I guess me, the competitiveness in me, I'm like, I would not want to go somewhere just to say I went there, even though I rode the bench. Yeah. Like I would much rather go somewhere and be like, yeah, I played. And I played a lot and, you know, I, and I got my degree and I got it for cheap then say, like Oh, I went to, yeah, I went to, you know, I went to OSU and I redshirted and then I was on the bench. I didn't even travel with the team and I paid a bunch of money for played two minutes uh, a degree. four zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, that's why I tell these kids, man, I'm like, if that's what you want, great. But at the same time, you can you can play at the next level and actually play. Yeah. And so, that's something you got to think about. Yeah, the reason I did this podcast was really to open up cuz I don't I don't think it's shared enough like even me or you, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure you're on the same boat as I was where we didn't ha- like I didn't have an older brother or somebody kind of mentoring me to get to where I was at today or play at a level. I did it on my mm-hmm. own, dude, like I went to the tryouts. I knew I knew coaches and stuff like that. Yes. And I, I did the hard work and I played and, and, and did well, you know, and then like I wanted to give that to my community back home in, in Pasco because there's a lot of great talent. They're just not developed correctly to go play at these schools. But once they once they figure that out, you'll have a lot of people going to college and understanding why college is important. But then also, you know, what it takes to be a student athlete, because that's a whole different conversation because oh, yeah. kids are not a good at school, especially when you come from a, you know, for a 6A school where it's kind of shitty, you know, or, or it's not a, you know, prestigious, you know, educational school where they're just going to school, you know, kind of like I did. Uh, but the program was great, you know, but their grades were not matching where they want to go play at. And then they're screwed playing at a community college, you know, so. Well, and that's, that's like the, that's your skill level and all that is like one side of the coin. And the other side is like, I get coaches all the time that I'll ask, like, I'll be telling them about a player and they'll be like, okay, okay, what's his grades like? You know, and thankfully, you know, I, I'm very thankful. A lot of the kids that are on my varsity team or mm-hmm. on my club team are awesome students. I have students who are probably going to be going to college on academic scholarships and stuff mm-hmm. like that because their grades are off the charts. And so that's, that's been super nice to not really worry about that. But yeah, I mean, I remember doing recruiting trips with Austin, the men's coach at BMCC and with Jordan. And, you know, that's totally different too. like the difference between girls and boys. Cause like girls, man, they get, they get recruited up fast because yeah. they have really good grades and if yeah. they can play they're in. And then guys, 
if they have really good grades, but maybe they can't play that well. And it's like, okay, well, at least they'll boost our GPA. But then the really good ones, yeah. you look at their GPA and it's like at a two and you're like, <laughs> well, you're definitely coming to, to a, a junior college because, yeah. you know, that's not going to cut it. And so, and it's just, it's one of those things where you have to, you have to instill to them, especially when you get to college, like student athlete in high school is way different than student athlete in college yeah. because you don't have your parents anymore. Like it's on you. And I know a lot of people go into yeah, that freshman fast. year yeah. and, and yeah, they go in that freshman year, man. And they realize about halfway through the first term or whatever, and they're not doing so well in school. And it's like, Oh, that's because I keep staying up all night playing video games or messing around and not doing my yeah. studies or I I'll go to practice and I don't do this. And I know that's how it was for me when I was at SWAC, I got like halfway through the term and I was like, Oh, my grades are bad. And I was a good, I was a decent student at high school. Like I was amazing, but I was decent. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I like a three, one GPA. I barely oh, went that. to school. I was like, 3. But, <laughs> like I barely went, but I was like, I don't need to go. I have a 3.1. Like, why do I need to go to school? But when I got to college, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, why do I need to go to class? And so I literally just played soccer, was in the weight room and, you know, chase girls. And <laughs> then like halfway through, I was like, oh, my grades are bad. I need to fix this. And yeah. so it's you, just. You, yeah, you mentioned weight room. Um, and obviously I'm a big like heckler when it comes to strength training and how that, you know, get, I guess translate or manifest in performance in the field or any sport that you play. Mm -hmm. How, like for me, I like after doing my master's program, which I'm almost done, um, I've noticed where I kind of learned like a lot of stuff that I wish I knew when I was younger because I could have probably played at these bigger schools or been better prepared at the tryouts because all like I never really had that coach or I guess that person to tell me this is why strength is important to be able to be faster or jump higher mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, so today, do you guys like have a strength coach at, and I'm not talking to P, obviously your PE teacher, but that's yeah. different from a strength and conditioning coach because all they know yeah. is how to program correctly for competition, you know? So we do have a strength and conditioning coach at Millennium. Um, he works with teams though. And you kind of got to, you got to pay him per team and stuff like that. He's not like just hired by the school. Yeah. He works for the school, but for individual teams. And I tried to get him, uh, to work with us this year and he really wanted to because he wanted to work with the soccer team uh but unfortunately not only when i took over the program was i rebuilding the culture and stuff i had to rebuild yeah. the budget so spend uh it. Spend we, cleats. <laughs> yeah yeah well, there's no money so i had to i was he was trying to work with me so hard he would be like can you do this amount can you do this amount and i was like he was telling me i was like man i think i got into the wrong profession i think i should do what you do because like <laughs> the money he's wanting to spam i was like oh yeah when you but have i know it's but i know it's worth it so i told yeah. him i was like dude next year i'm gonna have that money and yeah. you're gonna we're gonna I, work i can you. also i can also help you out if you need programming like that to me that's not an issue because i love to help any program out really um especially because I, I know you you know but um and, and that's my whole goal with the podcast is kind of grow that aspect and educate mm -hmm. coaches and players because dude it, like i'm telling you like a lot of these high school athletes can compete even in community college or duco or you know a smaller school like like an naia conference school and be a badass in that conference that you could still go and be pro somewhere else play futsal yeah. play you know but 
it's also starts with how well you prepare your body for for those programs because if you go straight out of high school and don't really follow a strength and conditioning program you're not going to be and i hate to say you're not going to be that star unless you're you're basically preparing your body for that as well um and i, I mean, think that's something at, i missed kind of growing yeah. up if you look at like any of the professional athletes i think Someone just said, I think Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks QB, just yeah. say he spends over a million dollars a year on training his body. Tom Brady does and too. Yeah, and it's like I was when I was in high school. I think our high school team went to the weight room one time. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. And I hated, I hated lifting. I was like, I was very self conscious because I was really skinny and stuff. And I didn't like it, and so the weight room wasn't for me. And it wasn't until I got to college where I realized how important it was. Um, and now like, I, I love lifting. I mean, it's just now, like, I'm not even lifting for anything in purpose. It's just to lift. Like, you know what I mean? I, I have different weeks. Like I'll do like a high rep week and then I'll do like a low rep high weight week and just mix it up. And it's just same thing. Like, I wish I knew now, or I wish I knew then what I know now. Um, yeah. Because I, it would have helped me drastically and what helped, it would help to give me better look from coaches. Like yeah. when they ask, you know, how much you weigh and it's like, well, um, to kind of help, help you since I know you might go for your licenses, like your the soccer licenses, some of those higher up ones, they actually require some strength and conditioning knowledge of how to properly yeah, prepare actually, teams and stuff like that. And and yeah. I've learned that through, through school because, um yeah. once i get like all my certifications which i'm working on then i'll be able to do some of the similar things like coach and i already know how to do a lot of that stuff to prepare teams to you know compete really yeah the united uh like soccer coaches association or yeah. i just got an email because i'm signed up to those they just sent me one that they're going to do a class like a like a four month long class or something like that and it's just about strength training and performance and they have like a bunch of different guest lecturers and stuff. And I was like, oh, I might yeah. want to sign up for that. So cool. But alrighty, man. Well, Chris, thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Great conversation. Hopefully, uh, you do well this year as well. Thank and you. And let me know when there's another game. Hopefully, I can. <laughs> I know you say tomorrow's your last game, but um, yeah, I mean, and I pick up and on club. I know we were yeah. we were playing club down uh in maricopa so like halfway to tucson so cool if you want to drive i know <laughs> probably not gonna want to fly from montana though <laughs> yeah i ain't, I ain't going See, i don't know <laughs> what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i don't know how i'm gonna play with it it better be some indoor but but cool man well hey thank you for your time i will uh keep in touch and hopefully yeah, no problem. give you some success here coaching and hopefully playing still if you play <laughs> yeah take care man all right man peace out